The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on you do know him, you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not yet believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does His works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. The Gospel of our Lord. My name is Morgan Bry, and I was baptized on May 23, 2004 at First United Lutheran Church in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. The verse I chose for my confirmation is Matthew 21:22. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. God is saying that He will provide for us all that we need as long as we believe. The most important thing God has provided for us was His only Son, Jesus, to save us from all of our sins. God will always answer our prayers, and that's part of believing and having patience for God. Faith means believing in something you can't see or hear. God loves you no matter what you do, and there's nothing you can do to change that. I know that God will always be here to listen to anything that I say, and He will always care. I also know that God doesn't care about what you wear to church, as long as you are there. I've come to church in a full softball uniform. <laughs> Coming to church is hard when you play on two travel teams, but I always try my best to make it. If that means I have to skip practice, then that's what I'll do. One person that has helped me see Jesus is my mom. She has to drag four cranky kids out of bed every Sunday morning and get us to church on time. Jesus died to save all people from our sins. He also came to bring us home. This life will pass, but heaven is eternal, and soon we will be with God in heaven forever. On this earth, God is, God is always with us through the Holy Spirit. One time I felt the presence of God was when I got my pet cat, Whiskers. 
He followed me home from the bus and never left our porch for two weeks. He's like a gift directly from God, and when and whenever I see him, I am reminded of him. Another time is in basketball, and sometimes I want to give up and quit. I see God and my friends as they encourage me to keep going. Some ways I show my faith are before and after ball games. My team always prays together. Also, every Wednesday I go to church with my friends and worship with them. To continue my journey in faith, I plan on attending Sunday school every week and just doing more for the church. I also want to help my friends and encourage them to get to know Jesus, using God's word in my everyday life and remembering what he has to say. My journey in faith is just beginning, and I plan on sticking with it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's my favorite Bible verse. Morgan, we are so proud of you today as you stand here before our church family and friends and affirm your Christian faith. We are thankful God chose you to join our family. You are a great daughter, sister, and friend and have been a great role model to others. You can do all things, and it's reassuring to know your decisions in life will be supported by God's guidance. This is a big day as you have chosen to let God's love surround you as you navigate life's challenges. We love you and can't wait to see the plan that God has for you. And we all love the cat, the gift (laughs) from God. My name is Will Rogers, and I was baptized at uh, Holy Lutheran Church, Shreveport, Louisiana, on June 1, 2003. The Bible verse I chose was Genesis 1.10, and God looked at the world. God looked at what he had done and saw that it was good. I chose this because I believe that he truly, he does see that everything in the world is good despite the fact that there's much evil. Um, God protects us, and Jesus saved us, and this is, like, this is what I believe, and this is what faith is to me. Um, and I, do, I will say that I, um, I'm not very uh, hardcore in my uh, faith. I'm much more relaxed than most people. Um, I, uh, but I still try to help people and I try to do what I can for others. And I pray and I do all the things that I do. What, what I do as a Christian. Um, for when I first. The, I I went to uh, Camp Ozark in uh, five years ago, and it it gave me a new look on Jesus and God because at first I didn't really see anything, um, and so this really kind of helped start it. Um, so I need to. Uh, I also uh, my grandmother was the first person who really. Um, started my uh who really who introduced me to Jesus and God um and 
at first it didn't really do anything because I was very um, into I didn't see how how uh, God could work in the universe, but I, now I can't see God without the universe with, without the universe the universe without God. And uh, I also need to uh, thank um, I need to thank uh, Pastor Solberg, who, as I like to say, I like to say, he puts a final nail on the cross. He kind of uh, finally just helped me realize how God worked, and um, and from here, I'm just trying to pursue. Uh, keep going with what I'm doing and just helping others and just doing what I already do. And that's I'm done. Thank you. So we're here today to affirm William's baptism. And on the day he was baptized, we promised to teach William uh, God's commandments and to help teach him how to follow the teachings of Jesus to love our neighbors as ourselves. Um, this is an awesome task, but I feel with the help of the church, we've been able to accomplish this. Uh, but what I think is an even more difficult task for a young person uh, to continue their Lutheran education uh, even when they encounter peers or others who do not uh, keep God's teaching as a priority. Um, and we are very pre- impressed with William's persistence and commitment to continue his faith journey. We are proud of his dedication and his ability to emulate Jesus' teachings through his kindness and thoughtfulness. Um, we love you, William, and we're very proud of you. Uh, we'd also like to thank Carlene and Tom Stockland, who started William's Confirmation teaching at Good Shepherd. Um, so thanks, everybody. My name is Aubrey Lindskinner. I was baptized on June 20, 2004 at St. John's Lutheran in Fayetteville. The confirmation Bible verse I picked is Isaiah 40:31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I chose this verse because it talks about strength, and strength is important for me right now, growing as a young adult in my faith. To me, faith is believing in God and that he sent Jesus to forgive our sins out of his everlasting love for us. I make Jesus important in my life by not just going to church, but applying what I have learned in confirmation class to my life. Jesus died on the cross for us and our sins so that we may be closer to God every day. Being close to God is very important to me because I know that I can trust in him. At the beginning of a basketball or volleyball game, I always say a prayer with my team and then a prayer to myself. I feel that God has helped me not be injured or unenthusiastic during the game. After the game, I also have to make sure that I am showing others my faith. I show others my faith by living up to God's word and trying my best not to turn away from him. There have been people in my life that have helped me see Jesus. My counselor is a camp war eagle at the end of each night. 
Get my cabin mates and I together to have a Bible study to remind us that God loves us, and so we remember we are supposed to be worshiping him. I plan on continuing my faith journey by participating in things that go on at my church and keep on praying and reading the Bible so I can stay close to God. Well, Sue Brizel promised me lemon poppy seed bread if I didn't get choked up. I guess it's a good thing she gave me a recipe. <laughs> As you prepare for your confirmation, this letter is a reflection, a letter of love, and it is a prayer. Your faith, like all of ours, is a journey. Joining the church is part of your faith journey. Remember, it is not a destination, but a journey. There is no point where the learning stops. The church is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. The further you travel into the heart of the bride of Christ, the vaster it becomes. There is no end to her treasures and mystery. You have reached a new place in your journey as a young woman of faith. You are choosing the faith for yourself, and God is choosing you. You will find your own place in the church and walk with God's wider family. Sometimes you probably think it's hard to get up early for Sunday school, in church when you have to get up for school five days a week. However, think what you might miss if you did not go to church. A valuable lesson in your class, a chance to sing one of the songs you love, or something interesting your pastor might say. It is important to be part of a church, for we believe it is the body of Christ. Already you have volunteered to be greeter, lector, usher, and acolyte. I pray these are the start of a lifetime of service in whatever church you are a part of. No matter what, Jesus is there for you. You will know this in all the years to come. A couple of weeks ago, I heard a wise woman we all know say, there is nothing more important than to witness the growth of faith in your child. What a pleasure it has been to witness your growth. One of my favorite things to witness was your first year at Camp War Eagle at the ripe old age of seven. Your counselors greeted you and told you your theme for the week was about becoming a princess. Without missing a beat, you promptly informed the counselors you already were a princess because you were the daughter of a heavenly king. We now watch you pray with your volleyball and basketball teams, and for that I am immensely grateful and proud. Remember who gives you your athletic ability and keeps you from injury. If you remember to play for his glory and take it to the, from the rim to him, you will succeed. Treasuring the life of her child is what a mother does. You are more than I ever dreamed of. When I found out you were a girl, and I was the only one that knew, and what a secret that was to keep to myself, I went out to my car and literally prayed a selfish prayer. I said, okay, God, you gave me one with my green eyes. Can this one have my grandmother's blue eyes and my dimples? So since before you were even born, I have prayed with you and for you daily. I chose Colossians 3.16 for you today. May the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I pray you grow in spirit and in union with Christ. May you discern at every turn the perfect will of God. May you know all that is good and perfect and true. I have frequently written to you or said to you, remember, when you smile at the world, the world smiles back. The world smiles back. Today you are smiling at God, and he is smiling back. I love you much, sugar. God bless you on your journey. So, I just, 
I just wanted to add that, that, that God has shown his grace to you. And he has known you from the beginning. And revealed your, you to us, given you to us, you're a gift. And he knows your heart and revealed to us that your heart is good. Um, your mother talks about the journey. And, and, and I think about that. And, and I think as you go out into the world and you experience this journey, you have this family. She mentions this family of the church and, and wanted to let you know that, that everybody that in this family now encourages you to not take God's grace lightly. Okay. All right. And then, uh, so I wanted to leave you with uh, a little verse too. So from Proverbs, uh, the third chapter, verses five through six. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding, but in all ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Okay. My name is Haley Walton. I was baptized at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Fayetteville on December 14, 2003. I wanted to tell you something that you don't know about me. The Bible verse that I picked out is Acts 16:31. It says, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Why? Because I want my family safe from bad people and what, they, what bad people do now. God gave me faith because if someone wins a game, you cheer them on and give them faith that they will win. He also gave me strength strength to get up and go to Camp Where Eagle. That's why I go every year so I won't forget about God. I also go to Ozone every Tuesday where people think about faith, friends, and family. Our guy died for us. Some, someday I will be saved. If something bad happens, I will try but not always be there to fix your problems. By showing people that God is in your hearts and with open arms wide, I will try to do the same in the future. Times are tough when you lose someone or there's a divorce. But God was with me. People can help like my mom and Nana and my family helped me out when I was down. I got back up to do the hard work and having faith in God in me, in my family, and friends. I, also, when Grandpa died, I felt that God had open arms for him. The people that helped me the most would be Mom and Nana because they pushed me to believe more in God. I wanted to show people that you are in God's hands and with open arms, he would try to fix your problems. Haley, my love. I'm so proud of you today on this Mother's Day that you are being confirmed. I remember the day that God graced me with a precious gift as you. You came to me just before midnight on July 11, 2003, and the joke was if I wanted a 7-Eleven baby, I should push harder, and that I did, and then you came. God put, a surprising, put me on a surprising journey with you, and I'm thankful every day that I have you. 
I want to remind you that when some people are celebrating closings of graduations, you're celebrating today the beginning of a journey and not an ending. My token to you is a bookmark that was given to me at a young age, and I was told that I might need it one day and to not lose it. Now this bookmark has popped up in my life at the most random yet needed of times. I believe in my faith that things aren't a coincidence and that they might truly happen for a reason that might be unknown to us. So Haley, when you're in sorrow, men fail you, you have sinned, you worry, in danger, have the blues, God seems far away, discouraged, lonely, lack of courage, grow bitter and critical, and when the world seems bigger than God, please turn to these scriptures for guidance that are identified on this bookmark that I have. My favorite line from Pastor Solberg was, ask for a mulligan or a second chance. We all make mistakes, and this made me think of Psalm chapter 130, verse 3. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who would stand? In translation, if you, God, kept record of wrong- on wrongdoings, who would stand a chance? As it turns out, forgiveness is your habit. That's why you're worshipped. Haley, your faith will be tested along your journey, yet I believe your strength and determination will make you grow in your faith. I've watched you grow in these last two years into a remarkable young lady. I have no doubt in you, and I hope that you use my message to you today and never forget that you are loved and that you are the one, you are the daughter of the one true King, our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in God not because my parents told me, not because the church told me, but because I've experienced his goodness and forgiveness myself. Haley, if you ever need inspiration, a leader, a teacher, when you are along your journey, please remember Carlene, Pastor Carpenter, Christine Ruby, and Catherine Calloway, who are your youth leaders besides your family and this wonderful congregation that you can turn to on this, on this new journey in your faith. My journey is still going, and I'm blessed to see my confirmation youth teachers and leaders, Tom Hollipeter, Susan Fox, Kim Crummel, and Betty Metcalf, witnessing this day with you, Haley. Hope Weimer. I was baptized January 11, 2004 at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church here in Fayetteville. The Bible verse that I chose is Psalm 56, verse 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust, and I am not afraid. The verse I chose means to me that my trust is in God. I can do anything with God by my side. Faith ties into that. Faith to me is to have a relationship with God, also to be proud of that relationship and celebrate it. I make God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit important in my life by going to church. Most of all, I pray to God. I always want to do my best by what I always want to do my best by what He says. It makes me really grateful and thankful that Jesus died on the cross for me. No love is stronger than the love of Jesus and God. I feel God in Jesus' presence every day. I feel God's presence when I pray to him. If my day is good or bad, he is there. I express my faith to others by telling them what I believe. So I will tell you, I believe in God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. I'm a Lutheran Christian. I tell my friends if they are having a bad day that God is with them no matter what. 
People who have helped me with my faith is my family, especially my grandfather, Michael Johnson. He prays every day and tells me about the Bible. He cares very much about faith. If I'm having a bad day, he will tell me God is with me. It means a lot to me that he cares so much. I will continue my faith by going to church and spreading my faith. God will always be with me. We are so proud of Hope and the wonderful young woman she is. She touches all the people she comes in contact with God's love. She inspires us when we struggle in our own faith in today's world. We love her more every day and know that she will do wonderful things in her life with God's help. We love you, Hope. The verse we chose is Psalm 19, verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. And I can't think of better handiwork than you. So we got to talk to the kids earlier today, and I thought, well, what are we going to do differently for this one? So one, to just remind you that you're keeping a beautiful faith tradition, okay? You're not the first ones to do this. You will not be the last ones to do this, all right? That you, will, you have been given, you have been blessed by family and friends who love you. They love you enough that they're going to give you the very best gift they can give. More than all the, the clothes and toys, more than the educations, more than cars, more than anything that else they can give you in all this world, the thing that they can give you that has the most value is one is their love and their compassion and their, their gifts of God for you that way. But even more than that is knowledge of your Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit's blessing on your life. That is the most profound gift they can give you because that way they get that gift now for eternity. Not just now, but for, and not just you, but the legacy will continue one to the other to the other. So you're on, a, you're on this faith tradition, and it has been brought up on a couple of your, your themes today, is a journey. And you want to think about this, and, and actually this is for them, it's for us all. This is a journey in faith. It started whenever we were introduced to Jesus in our faith. But now it progresses from that day. And you're going to continue to mature and you're going to continue to grow. And you're not going to be the same today as you are in five years. You're going to look at your faith statement, and it, maybe when you're parents, and you're looking back at what you did, and you say, wow, that was pretty simple. Well, how would I change it more? How would I change it up? But the same way, a lot of what you said would be unchanged because it's true and it's you. But your faith statement is going to keep growing and growing and growing. And you're on this journey. Your destination will be when you breathe your last and your Father in Heaven brings you back home and rejoices with you, with your grandparents, your great-grandparents, and all the saints that have preceded you. That will be the completion of your journey. Right now, you're in the middle of it. And as we're doing that, part of us, and we're remembering today as a church, we've remembered the, the Bible lesson from the book of Acts with Stephen. And we remember today that he was stoned. What a strange thing that we remember right after Easter, five Sundays after Easter, how Stephen was stoned to death. Right? And then we remembered in the gospel lesson how Jesus promises, I prepared a place for you. I'm going to prepare that place for you. And I'm going to take you, and you know the way. And the disciples, the courageous one, Thomas, said, Lord, I don't even know where you're going. What are you talking about? Jesus says, ah, I don't have much time left. What do you mean you don't know? You know me. And I'm here so that you can know the Father. When you see me, you see the Father. And, 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 and I have prepared this place for you. And by keeping your eyes on me, it's it, it. 
I come in. You don't have to do anything, actually, because I will find you and I will take you to where I'm at. And so we had those in lessons. We had Stephen stoning, and we had that. And then how are they connected, and how does it connect with confirmation? I think it was a beautiful day that these things would kind of tie in. Because Stephen was a deacon. He wasn't the priest. He wasn't the apostle. He was a, a deacon's a servant, like we're all to be. But he was a simple guy. He was just one of seven chosen to do work so the apostles could be free to preach and teach. And so here's D, Stephen. He's, just, he's a servant on behalf of the church. But Stephen had been baptized. Stephen had learned his faith much like you have. And shortly after his time to be said you would be a deacon, he had the chance to, to the people who were coming against the church and saying that Jesus wasn't who, he, who, who we, you were saying he was, he stood and he talked to them. And he knew enough about his Heavenly Father in the Old Testament, and he knew enough about his Heavenly Father expressed in Jesus Christ, that when he stood and he had an argument and he had a debate with these scholarly priestly types, he shamed them. He, he defeated them. God working through this little servant made the truth of God overcome all the darkness and the lies. And so they schemed to get him, and they did. They brought him before the Sanhedrin. They brought him before the leaders of the church, this little servant deacon, Stephen. And there he gives probably one of the most beautiful um, sermons ever given. Part of what I was going to do today is just read his sermon. Maybe we'll do that on another year. Just read his sermon. Actually, I'll charge you with this. Sometime between now and the middle of the week, find chapter 7 of the book of Acts and read it. Just chapter 7, from chapter 7 to chapter 8, and read that. That is Stephen's sermon. He talks about Abraham. He talks about Moses. He talks about how the people had the chance to follow the way of God after God had done all this stuff to set them free and to save them and love on them. And instead, they turned their back to God and they turned their faces to the worldly distractions. To all the things that God had gifted them with, they focused on that and they turned their back to the one who gave it to them. And then they fell away one degree at a time until they, were, they, they killed the people he sent. And he recalls that this is the heart of the people. They're worshiping creation and not the God of creation. And at that, they rush against him. He's just doing what you just did. He stood up there someplace and he gave what he believes. And they came at him. Today we clapped. We cheered you on. We're like for you. This is God's church. That's what we do here. This is a safe place to share our faith. But in that place, they rushed him with hatred in their their hearts. They gnashed your teeth. You've been so angry that you grind your teeth. A lot of people in this world today have to wear night guards because we're so stressed about our world. We're so stressed about our lives. We've got so much resentment and and stuff going on in our lives. We grind our teeth while we sleep. It's crazy. They ground their teeth in in their hatred to him. They rushed him out and they picked up stones. And I brought this up. When you're going to stone somebody, when these people are going along the way, they're looking at the stones they're going to pick up along the city roads, along the, between the time that they were here at the temple and they were outside the city, and they're picking up stones, and they're starting to collect stones, these stones of hatred. And stoning someone's personal. Because I take this stone, and if I'm mad at you and I'm striking you down because I think you need to be struck down, I'm going to aim for your head. I'm going to try and knock you. I'm going to try to kill you. They're trying to kill him. They use stones, personal and it wasn't always far away, like when we're just trying to hit those tennis players over there. No, it was like right here. And if I, and they, one person knock you down, you're laying down, they just, it's, it's an ugly thing, stoning. And the example that you guys have in your faith tradition is, one, you receive the faith. 
You learn it. You're baptized and you learn it. Next thing is you express your faith and how you live and how you conduct yourself. That's exactly what Stephen did. He modeled his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his words and his deeds. And God gave him the words and he stood for his faith and he shared it. But also then, when you're surrounded by hatred, or even when it's your last day to breathe your last breath, Stephen gave us the example. He said, um, Father, don't hold the sin against them. For the ones that were destroying him and causing him so much pain and fear, it didn't work. He said, Father, forgive them. That's exactly what Jesus did on the cross. And when and, and another part is, Father, into your hands, take my spirit, receive my spirit. It's almost as if he's looking at his father in heaven and he's saying, Father, forgive them. As these guys are approaching with the world, he doesn't have his eyes on the world and the hatred and all the, you know, the stuff out there. He's not looking at the world. He's like looking in through heavens and he sees his father. Father, receive my spirit. Father, don't, don't punish them. Give them a chance. Let them have another chance to say that they're sorry and turn to you. That's not creative for Stephen. That's not innovative. The good news is for us, we don't have to be entertaining. We don't have to be sharp and witty and clever and all that. We just have to be like Jesus. We just have to show what Jesus should. Let him shine in us. That's what Stephen did. He didn't make those words up. He heard them from his Lord first. He heard the stories of Jesus first. He just repeated them. And in your life, you do the same thing. From this day till the day you breathe your last and you return home. You don't have to be creative. You just look to the Bible and you look to what they did. Look to what the saints did because they almost tried to do what Jesus did. So one saint to another to another until you finally get to Jesus in the beginning. That's what you're supposed to do. It's that simple. It doesn't make it easy. But it makes it beautiful because God will be with you and you'll see him. Now I asked this at the early church. Does anybody here know what Stephen, what the word Stephen means? Um, the, the meaning of the word, you know. Okay, keep it down for a second. You know. Does anybody else know? I'm just asking, how many people here know? You know because you're here at early church, right? <laughs> and it's your name. <laughs> Amen to that. So there are some folks who might have the name Stevens, but does anybody else, just the general folks, know? Because after this day, I would really hope that you'll try to remember this, okay? So Stephen, we would say Stephen. Uh, maybe the Latins would say Stephan. Um, the Greeks would say Stephanos. Okay, just S-T-E-P-H-A-N-O-S, Stephanos. And, and it's true to most biblical names, um, they have a meaning. And so the name of Stephen means crown or wreath, kind of like a crown, a wreath. Okay, so it's an interesting thing. When you think about this Bible lesson, the name of Stephen, and when you guys think about yourselves going forward, was Stephen named that from birth or was he named that because of the way he lived, the way he died. He was crowned with baptism. He was crowned with the Holy Spirit. And he lived his life in dedication to his Lord. He was crowned in his, in his execution with the capacity, with the Holy Spirit to look past and see his Father. Say, Father, receive me. Father, do not be angry at these knuckleheads who are doing this at least. Give them a chance. He was crowned with that. And that's what you guys are. I said this part you did get the early church. Imagine from this day going forward, since you were you're affirming your faith on this day, the day we remember Stephen in, in, the, in the New Testament lesson, think of one of your initials as an S and make your middle name or a second middle name Stephanos. Stephanos, if you want to make it a feminine thing, right? Stephanos. Because you've been crowned. You have been baptized. Okay? 
God's Holy Spirit came across time and turn. He says, you are my child, and I love you. <coughs> Not only are you crowned with that, but now you've been crowned with the truth. Introduction level. You've got a lot of learning to go, a whole life of learning. But you've been started off with an introduction of who God the Father is in the, Holy Test- in the Old Testament and the New Testament in Jesus. And now you're going to be crowned as we pray for you to be like Stephen, to be like the apostles and all the saints that prepared before you. You need to share your faith with the world. Bold ambassadors. And what you say and what you do, that when they see you, they see Jesus. Stephanos, you're crowned.